I would say it has definitely put into perspective like how my actions have an impact on others. So definitely like it's pushed me to just lead even more by example and really seeing like how this gets people motivated. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. So I'm super excited today to bring you Jeremy Scully. Uh, Jeremy has been with our organization five years, two years as a top performing uh, operator, and then three years as a top performing district manager. Um, you know, one thing I'd really love for you to sort of listen to as a young leader is, is while in school, um, in his last year of school, Jeremy was able to do a million dollars worth of business and work as a full-time uh, full-time district manager while full-time school at John Molson at Concordia. So it's really amazing. Again, just his, um, his focus, his commitment. And uh, I, I really believe you're going to take something from, from this podcast by, you know, just one of our exceptional coaches here um, at student works. And again, thanks for tuning in. Would love if you could share our podcast uh, with any other young, amazing entrepreneurs or people interested in having a huge future. And please go and rate and review our podcast. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. So, Jerry, thank you very much uh, for coming to the podcast. And uh, really excited that you're taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh, make a difference with these young leaders who, who listen to our podcast. So, um, you know, just just getting started, you know, what made you want to start coaching young entrepreneurs? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, Chris. I'd say uh, what made me start, uh, like just getting interested in the next level of leadership was just after my first year running my business. Mm -hmm. So in my first year, uh, we got to run the biggest rookie franchise of Eastern Canada. And uh, that really put a big spotlight on myself going into our second year. And that's where uh, a lot of our new recruits were just coming to ask a lot of questions. And that put my whole first year in perspective way more. Uh, I realized that in my first year, a lot of the attention was fo focused on myself. Whereas in our second year, uh, to grow a business properly, I just really needed to put all my effort on my guys, on my workers, in yeah. order to just like have some good structure. So that made me realize I had a lot to learn for leadership. And uh, just by giving a lot of people advice on like what went well, what didn't in my first year, uh, I realized that I love coaching people. So uh, when we actually went on into the year, I tried just getting more involved, helping others, like even though there was no financial gain in running their businesses, being readily available. And uh, that just like turned on a huge light as to like what I wanted to do later on, which is clearly like managing people and staying in that business world. Yeah, it, it, it really is inspiring, isn't it? Just to help people, you know, you spend every day going and, and helping people. So, you know, what surprised you most about being a coach and a mentor? Uh, that's an interesting question. I'd say it's how different people really are. Uh, like what people's motivators are vary so much. Uh, so just going into a leadership role really forces you to understand like what's going to get someone motivated and want to perform at their highest levels. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, now, let me just give you an example of that. I had a great operator that, let's say, uh, I would put them on a pedestal and really give them praise in front of others. That would completely scare them. And they would actually perform at lower levels if they had that sense that I was going to like put them in the spotlight. Right. Whereas other people just want to be like in front of everyone and they want others to know that they won. Right. Now, had I not known that, that would definitely influence how I'm leading and how I'm coaching staff. So definitely like the whole like mentorship role and coaching role forces you to understand like what motivates someone internally, like what's their kind of background and why they want to go perform. Like, and why are they running a business? So I think that was like one huge thing. And the next one would be like, just how precious accountability is. Uh, yes. uh, it's made me realize and get immense respect for those who actually do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, it seems kind of basic, but it's very hard to find. And when we find an operator or a staff member, that's a hundred percent accountable. You just know that they're going to crush it. Yeah. Yeah. That accountability matters so much. And certainly that's one of the you know, things you've always had at a very high level, you know, it's, it, it just, you know, again, did, did it come naturally to you? I don't think that would be fair. It's like, you got it and you said, Hey, this is going to really impact my life. And I'm going to keep, you know, keep doing what I say. It just, and your life works so much better, but, you know, digging back into just, you know, determining, how do you determine what someone needs, uh, Jeremy, you know, on your team? All right. Well, there's a few ways. First of all, just, I like talking a lot. So I had to learn to shut up a bit really ask a whole lot of questions and find out what motivates people. Uh, so just like really breaking down why, right. why, why, until we really get to the root of why someone will act in a certain way. If not, we have a whole bunch of tools that are available to us now. So we're using like PI tests and different personality tests online to just find out like what motivates people, how their personality traits are. And then it's going and getting some coaching in that. So there's always people that have gone through this before. So they're able to give us some good insights on yeah. how to motivate certain personality types. No, that's great. That's great. And so, so far from what you've seen over the number of years you've worked with us, what makes the best business owners, the best business owners? Um, well, just first, I'd like to say like running a business isn't very hard. There's very few businesses that are like really innovative that you have to go and just reinvent everything. Uh, and now we have access to so much information, systems, success stories, uh, that literally anyone can replicate a business model and just like tweak it a bit. So now like we shouldn't have people trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just breaking it down into these small steps. So knocking on a door and just doing a little script, that's easy. Remembering mm -hmm. eight lines to filter uh, potential clients, very easy. Presenting a book, easy. Posting an ad, Easy. You see, where, you see where I'm going with this. Yes. But what the best business owners are doing is not being incredibly smart, but they're just being incredibly consistent. So it's waking up every day, knocking on thousands of doors, doing hundreds of calls. Now that's hard. Right. Being accountable, like in every aspect of their life. So it's just never having excuses. If it's raining, it's snowing, they're still out canvassing. If right. there is a little mess up, they're being open about it and they're taking on that responsibility. And just being 100% accountable and consistent really transfers over to when you actually start uh, producing work, working, dealing more with clients. Clients will definitely see that you're taking full responsibility and people definitely want to encourage that because that's something that's really rare in any field. And then I'd say the last thing would probably be just uh, like for top performers, we see that they're just very good at practical priorities, which is run uh, like just 
consistently asking yourself, what's the best use of my time right now? And that is always important. So at 10 p.m., that's not the time to start doing calls or knocking on doors. There's always a time where it's more effective and it's asking around, asking people that have performed well and just following systems to see like, what's the best use of my time right now? And if you're constantly asking yourself that, you'll do great. Are you enjoying the episode so far? I'm sure you've heard the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I've always thought that saying was inaccurate. I believe more accurately, it's who you know who think highly of you and would be willing to refer you. I want to let you know, I put together an amazing package for you. The four referability habits advantage. These habits are so powerful that when followed, they completely change the game for people and allow them to operate on a whole other level. If you're interested in getting your hands on the four referability habits advantage, just jump over to www.leaderspodcast.ca slash habits and download it for free. These habits will help you gain the respect of everyone you deal with so that you can land those important referrals in your life and business. Once again, just go to www.leaderspodcast.ca and download the Four Referability Habits Advantage. Now, back to our Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Okay, great. So in your mind, is there anything top performers share in common? I'd say just the, like these three traits. And also like top performers are typically not afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Um, I've had people like calling me 27 times a day <laughs> and they were top performers on the team. Yeah. Now that's not because they're not smart or they're not competent. It's definitely just because they're, they're aware of their strengths and weaknesses and they want to keep improving. So definitely being coachable and then working at these high levels of consistency, accountability, and just constantly like asking yourself, what's the best use of my time right now? Those are all the traits for a uh, top performer. Yeah, that is interesting. A lot of times I think people think that the top performers or you know, most successful people need less help, seek less help, when I think it really is inverted. Like, you know, the 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 most successful people are always looking, you know, hey, who who's who's got a better plan? Who's got a better system? What what don't I see? You know, what's the opportunity? And and that's something that uh and and doing it not in the space of a lack of self-confidence. So like, no, you know, this you know, I, I want to learn more. I want to grow more. And uh, it's really great in our model that we've got these incredibly keen district managers and coaches who are there to support them, you know? So, um, so for sure, how has this role developed you into a better leader? Um, I would say it has definitely put into perspective, like how my actions have an impact on others. So definitely like it's pushed me to just lead even more by example. And really seeing like how this gets people motivated. So if I'm working my ass off, the team's definitely going to follow the same traits and they're going to go and push their limits. Whereas if I set back, I'm not giving a good example. Right. Um, I think it's also given me a big insight on like different people's lives. Uh, it's made me very grateful for, for like what I have and what I've been brought up with. Yeah. And I think like just all that put together, just creates better leadership because now you know like how do we go motivate people how do we go and just perform at our best best version of ourselves 
And, and how do you think uh, this experience as a district manager will be helpful to your career and uh, your life moving forward? Well, I, I feel like leadership is definitely not industry specific. Uh, leadership, it's just all about the people, understanding people, listening way more to people. And I think whatever field we go into, everything I've learned here and every leadership aspect that we're, we're coaching is definitely going to be transferable. Because whether you're motivating people in an accounting firm, in a residential painting company, like staff is staff, we're going to get clients. And it's very important to just like learn it as fast as possible so that then we can go do it on a bigger scale. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, um, one of the, one of the things that I think a lot of times our, our people don't recognize is just how outstanding our district manager team is. And I, and, and, you know, I know, you know, as an example for you, Jared, you know, while you were, you know, in your last year of school, um, you were a full-time district manager um, dealing with a big team, doing over a million dollars worth of business and completing full-time school. Like that really is insane. Uh, in my mind, I, I, I can't imagine myself having been able to accomplish that. Um, and so how were you able to manage that level of work? How were you able to sort of, you know, because and how many hours do you think during the school year were you working as, you know, as, as a leader with student works? Ooh, I would definitely say over 50, 60 for sure during school, mm -hmm. without a doubt. And uh, it's hard to say. I would say just don't overthink it. Just do it. Uh, it goes back to my practical priorities. Right. So when I'm working, I'm 100% concentrated all in. Right. When I was studying, I was 100% concentrated all in. And phone off. So this way, I'm not getting distracted. And I know that I'm just giving it everything. Because so often, are we doing a task that we're distracted? And we're not really spending three hours studying. Probably one hour with two hours of just messing around and looking at the wall. Right. So uh, just like cutting out those fillers really made me realize that there's so much time in a day and just using a proper agenda, making sure that I'm blocking off times and realistic times. So knowing that, hey, I might need a bit more time here or my meeting, my estimates may take a bit more time with my staff. And that may be just like using agendas and just not overthinking what's coming up next. It's when you're doing one thing, focus on it, and then it goes well. And uh, just like when I think staff members or like when operators definitely saw that I was 100% invested in them, well, now when came the time of exams or things like this where I had to take a step back, well, I think that they were genuinely like appreciative that I had been 100% concentrated beforehand. And then they'd allow me to really just step back and they'd go crush it while I was away. But that's only because I was just like putting in so much effort beforehand. Awesome. Awesome. And, and um, what, would you, uh, what would you tell a young person who, who wants to jump into entrepreneurship? Just don't overthink it. Take in as much information as possible. There's so many things out there right now. All you need to do is try and like, learn it, replicate it, perfection it, and then we're able to go and develop on that. Uh, and there's so many things that are transferable to other domains, like business models that exist, that we can really go in different industries and have that exact template. Okay, awesome, awesome. And if you had one, just one piece of advice for our, for our young leaders, uh, listen to the podcast, what would it be? I'd say that just failure doesn't really exist. And that's one thing that's, that's super interesting because like, What's the worst case scenario of an outcome? Well, worst case, you'll learn what not to do. 
And right. uh, that's the exact reason why I keep coming back and doing this every year. Cause I know I haven't mastered it yet. So like every failure is kind of, kind of made me want to come back even more. So whether it was like in my first year losing a friend, cause I wasn't managing properly and uh, just not on top of that, that was a huge indicator that, Hey, I need to work on this right. or not managing whole life, uh, like my, my entire life outside of work properly. Well, that means that there's definitely some tweaking that needs to get done there. Uh, right. so like just taking those failures as learning opportunities really puts a different light on it and makes you stay positive and just want to learn even more. Yeah. No. And one thing I find as well, Jared, I'm sure you do as well is as you do more, you see more to improve. You see, you know, it's like kind of, you just, you know, Oh, like I see that crest of the hill. Oh, great. And then all of a sudden you're by that crest of the hill and you go, Oh, Oh wow. There's more. Oh wow. Like, like now from that frame of reference, now I can see, oh, wow, there's a whole other area of learning, a whole other area of development. Oh, for sure. That's one of the great things about the space of coaching is, is there's always more to just keep getting better. So For sure. I, I still have a lot to learn. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, so uh, and, and final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I'm just thinking about anyone that's willing to make sacrifices to see others succeed. So anyone that kind of believes in others and make them their potential mm-hmm. i think that that's probably a great leader is usually our only limits ourselves. and when people kind of make you realize that you're able to accomplish way more i think that that's like a good leader right awesome awesome well well jeremy thank you so much for uh coming on our our, our podcast today uh really really excited about all the contributions you've made to our program over the last five years and and uh you know, continued uh, best efforts. And I know you're going to go out and crush it today in Montreal with your team. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. You have a good one. You betcha. Cheers. Thank you. Hey, leaders. We've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.